Okay, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. And our listeners. Welcome to another Har uh, Talking Trek Wars this week. Uh, this time we are doing Return of the Jedi. Episode 6. Episode 6. Episode 6, Return of the Jedi, a.k.a. Revenge. Revenge of the Jedi, a.k.a. The End of the First Trilogy. A.k.a. The first time they remade A New Hope. Yes. Don't worry. It's it's not the last time they remade A New Hope. Uh, uh, that, that'll be the next movie. But this time, it is Return of the Jedi, directed by Richard Mahond, produced and story by George Lucas and Lawrence Kasdan, with a score composed by Jean or Juan Williams. Are you going for French or Spanish? I am going for Euro-Trashanese. You're going for Eurotrashanese, got it. Yes, Eurotrashanese. We are going for the Western States. If I knew Portuguese, I would throw some in there. And for the Portuguese? Yes. So, uh, yes, yes and yes, we're back again with this. Uh, our normal format of the good, the bad, the ugly. I, which is funny because I feel like I have... I did watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday. Okay. And I have so much less... After rewatching, I have so much less gripe with that movie than I remember having with it. I have one ugly, and it's my number one ugly... Throughout all the Star Wars films. Okay. It's it's the ugliest of uglies. I feel like we should start in reverse order today. Okay. Right? You want me to start with that right we, away? Uh, why not? We, we're not even going to do an overview? I mean, we could. I mean, everybody's seen it a bazillion times, so we can just get right into it. The ugly of the ugly. Jedi Rocks. Tell me more. That is the musical number that was first put in on the special edition in the middle of Jabba's palace scene. It did used to have a different musical number, although right. much tamped down. And I actually don't mind that musical number. But that whole thing in there is so fucking terrible. It is beyond terrible. It is... I mute it or fast forward through it every single time. And guess what? I don't fast forward through... There's only one other scene I fast forward through... In the entire Star Wars saga. Is it also from this movie? No, it is It is an Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's one of the Padme-Anakin scenes oh. that are supposed to be romantic, but just feels like, hey, look, here's a woman who was raised in diplomatic service and didn't really have too many friends and never really had a relationship, and a dude who's been hanging out with another dude for quite a long time and was a slave before that, so they don't know how to do this whole relationship thing and it's awkward and painful and creepy so those are the two but this one that one i can stomach right this one it's just fucking terrible and i know i know we have listeners who are gonna agree with me on this and you don't even need to send me an email i'll take your earbuds in your head silent nod that i'm assuming you're doing right now yeah it's pretty awful what did that get added 1997 Right. And then they subsequently have updated the CGI on it every time. But, like, like the zoom into the uvula, I mean, what the fuck? Well, I mean, it was... Ugh. Mr. Yowza. Mr. Nowza. Noza. 
Yeah, that was terrible. I'm sorry. It, it's it's rough. Um, there are definitely moments that are rough. That is kind of in conjunction with my ugly. Okay, is the added celebration scenes at the end of the film? You are absolutely uh, wrong. I love the added celebration. Oh, I fucking scenes. hate them. I love it. I love it. It actually gives you gives it more galactic scope, especially if you mm. take in the context of 1997. They are in the beginning stages of the prequels, so you're about to open it up to show that it's there's more than just a celebration on Endor with Ewoks who just feasted on some stormtrooper corpses. I, I appreciate where you're going with that. I still think it it is it's bad. I don't like it. I fucking hate because it doesn't look it looks disjointed. Which again, going to the scene you just re- or the scene, if you will, that you just referenced. It's the same thing to me. It looks disjointed. It doesn't look like it was updated to match tonally. It was just, hey, this is the thing we're going to do to set us up for this other thing we're going to do. And I fucking hated it. I, I mean, I, 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 I get your point. I, I wholly disagree with you, but I get your point. Well, I love it, and I love the John Williams music they redid. Now, it's not as good as Yub Nub. Yub Nub has that childhood classic sing-along thing to it, but right. I don't... I don't see the Ewoks as a sing and dance, a song and dance type people. Yeah. I see it as in, dude, you want some of this stormtrooper meat? It's fucking good. We just roasted it on a spit. Right. And we're about to use their helmets to play drums. Right. Yeah. Which I think is great. Which, you know, everybody always talks about like the cuteness of the Ewoks. Be like, no, like, those are like, they, may, they may look a little cute and they may like to eat some berries, but those, they, they were going to roast Han, Luke. And chewy, like they was yeah. seriously. They, they saw just, them and went dinner. They were like, they're like, all right, dude, everybody pitch in. We're gonna have a feast. Time for a fire. Let's sing while we work. It was very much a Seven Dwarfs type thing, right? And at the end, I don't. But know. But not like the Disney Seven Dwarfs, but the actual Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, like the Brothers Grimm's. Yeah, Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do enjoy the ending redo and shots. I know you don't. It's fine. It it's fine. Fit. Not even a little bit. I, I I disagree. It's the same thing. I think it fits. I don't. Because and, when you compare it to the other two movies in the trilogy, which, thinking about it from release order, makes no sense. Yes, but when you go through and you add in all the special edition upgrades and everything, it does fit in keeping with the bigger scopes of, of Tatooine that we see. I'm um, not arguing that point. I'm looking at it from the standard perspective of this movie... How does this movie fit? And it is incongruent. Incongruent? It doesn't fit in the fucking movie. How? They just defeated the Emperor it's, and it, the main force of the Galactic Empire. And that spreads throughout the, throughout the galaxy. It's not about the concept. It's the execution I have a problem with. I don't understand the execution that you're having a problem with. It was so overly cgi and i understand there's so much you know it's not like it's something they could have shot i just think it doesn't add anything in a grand texture of the film itself which i think was fine before they added it that's that's the beauty about our reviews of these movies we can agree to disagree. Yeah, we can both be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mark Hamill's a great actor. All right, let's move on. He's better in this movie than in the last one. Uh, you are still so wrong about the last one. But I disagree. Let's move on to our bads. What are your bads? What's your first bad? 
bad. Say bad. Ewoks. They are... So, hold on. It's not the Ewoks themselves. It's what they do with the Ewoks. The whole rock throwing thing is one thing. But there's the scene where Chewie and the Ewoks take over a walker. You don't like the Tarzan scene? No. Hold, let me finish. And the Ewoks get in there and start driving the walker. These are not, what from what we've been established in what we see, technologically sound individuals. Okay, but... The film had already established that one of the Ewoks got on a speeder bike, didn't know what he was doing, and started pulling levers, and it took off. They didn't know what they were doing, get in there, and they're like like a little kid. Ooh, shiny, let me pull this, and it starts going. They weren't like, they weren't like oh, look, look at me expertly craft, you know, uh, pilot this craft and blow shit up. No, that didn't happen until Chewbacca got in there and was like, stop touching, I can do it. You know, like, leave me alone. I will do it. And that's when they just started jumping around going, yeah, shoot that shit. Yeah. Uh, 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 again, I I don't know what you expect. Expect more. I want logic where none exists. I, 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 they've already, I don't even, I don't know. I think you're, you're searching for logic that the film already established that these characters don't have. They get in there. They start pulling buttons. They start pushing buttons, pulling levers. That's exactly what they did. They weren't, they weren't like, all it did was start walking forward. It wasn't making maneuvers. I, I disagree in the way they portray it. No, actually, I think we should have this conversation honestly, right? What version, oh, what version in, have you seen most recently? There's only one version. That from the special edition on, everything's based off of that. You cannot, unless you have the either the laser disc pan and scans that have accompanied the last special edition release before the Blu-rays, which came out individually and on the bonus disc, they have a pan and scan laser disc of the final upgrade before the special editions. Everybody sees the same exact one. Are you? Yes, there's some noise going on outside that's made Jeremy look all quizzical. Um, it's the same. The TV version, everything is all from the blue from the special editions on, are the exact same. The only differences are that were made in it were the additions on the Blu-rays were the addition of Anakin Skywalker Hayden Christensen at the end, um, the addition of Vader saying no, which mimics the Episode Three Vader no. And they removed an empire. Luke's scream when he falls down, when he jumps off the platform in Cloud City. Everything else is the same. Okay. We've all seen the same one. Okay. So, yes. It's just, I'm, I've been rewatching on DVDs that are uh, probably at least 12 years old. Uh, well, point. you're still, you're seeing the special editions but not the Blu-ray upgrades. Right. So where all the special, all the digital effects they've added have been cleaned up more, uh, and there's a couple minor tweaks. You Because you're watching the Blu-rays that were released. No, no, not Blu-rays. I mean, the DVDs that were released post Revenge of the Sith. Or right around the same time. Right around the same time. So you... Okay, the question is, do you have Anakin Skywalker Hayden Christensen at the end, or is it still Sebastian Shaw? Sebastian Shaw. Okay, so you haven't... you 
Yeah. Okay. You then you got those. Those were prior to Revenge of the Sith coming out. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I think a lot of your your gripes could be solved by watching a newer copy. Fair enough. Just just throwing that out there. It's plausible. Your for your your digital technical flaws, not the. I don't like Ewoks pulling levers. I don't. Mm. I don't agree with you. Then <laughs> no, that's how it's portrayed. I'm just saying. I mean, we can. I can pull it out. We can set it up right here, and I could do. We could do a John Madden. I could do a highlight. Like, like look here. He just pulls this lever, and it goes here. You know. I'm sorry for the sports ball reference on a nerdy podcast. I'm not saying shit here. I know, you're, but you're giving me that look. Like, okay, fuck you, asshole. Not saying nothing. Okay. Um. Other bads. Other bads. I wish they would have filmed, although it wouldn't have fit with how they were shooting it, uh, Boba Fett getting out of the Sarlacc pit. He originally was supposed to get out of the Sarlacc pit. And they didn't, and so he kind of dies like a chump. But Star Wars has filled the saga with people dying like chumps. Yeah. I love, I mean, again, I haven't seen the upscale of a lot of them yet, but the, the... Boba Fett, it's, it's he's both a wonderful character and just so unnecessarily gross. Gross, gross. Why gross? He's just kind of slobbery. Boba Fett slobbery. Mm-hmm. How is he slobbery? All of the scenes in this palace are just, especially with him eating, is just. Oh, you mean Jabba the Hutt, not Boba Fett? Yeah, thank you, Jabba. Yeah. Did you have me like utterly confused? Yes, I'm just Jabba. Like, slobbery. Jabba. Not Boba, sorry. Java. Well, he's a giant slug. Do you know a slug that isn't slimy? Can you name a real world slug that isn't slimy? I can name a lot of humans that are slimy. What's your point? Well, he's just a slobbery and slimy. You know, that's just... that's. I, I, I see a giant gluttonous slug and I think, sure, yeah. slimy, slobbery, that's just goes get eating the frog. I, I mean... Yeah. A lot of the things that happen in Jabba's Palace just rub me the wrong way. Well, I I agree with you because it's all fucking super creepy. It's like, you know, the the fat Roman dictator who's just like, yes, dance for me. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, uh, like okay, was his, was his objective of putting Leia in that outfit just to degrade her? Or did he, did he expect her to do some kind of favors yeah (laughs) i think it was just george lucas's excuse to get carrie fisher wearing almost nothing well she didn't really need an excuse at the time Hmm. she was carrie fisher we we love her but she had some problems just a few just a few not to say that I haven't or other people haven't she had problems. She enjoyed the bug of sugar. She enjoyed a, a lot of things, you know. And yes, it was the 70s and 80s. So, but I do like the modern movement of changing the name of that from Slave Leia uh, to Hut Slayer. Hut Slayer? Hut Slayer, yeah. The Hut Slayer outfit. You know, yep. kind of like, let's take away the power or the degrading name of it. Yes, it's an outfit. But... Yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah. There is in the old expanded universe 
a scene where um, over one of the evenings, Leia is sent in that outfit to Boba Fett as like a prize, quote unquote, for him to do what he will. And he's kind of like, yeah, no, I don't I don't really do that. You can sit over there. You know, type of Right, type making of him a, a, an honorable bounty hunter? N- no, not that he... Well, yes, he is an honorable bounty hunter. He does, he does his live, job. Yeah, he, he, does, by, he does live a code. He lives by his own code. Yeah. Um, he, he may work for bad guys, but bad guys have all the credits. Um, but he's just like, yeah, I'm just not going to go that far. Fair. Or that doesn't interest me in that way. I yeah. like that alien tale a little bit better. I like... Okay, so a lot again, a lot of the things that happen in the palace that bother me. This is a minor thing, but it just annoys me. In the scene where Leia frees Han from Carbonite, mm-hmm. they kind of pull back the curtains to reveal everybody watching. And one of the guards has their hand over 3PO's mouth. Yeah. Oh, it... It... it What's it going to do? Prevent him from generating tones? Because... Yes, I, I I fully understand. And you are absolutely correct. Oh. However... Would a kid's brain go right to that? No, of course not. And so, I know this movie's made for kids. No, and I'm not, I'm not saying it as a defensible excuse. We as adults know that that's not how that works. <laughs> You're like, that's not how this works. Um, that's not how the force works uh but it's like okay it's meant to be i I understand what what it the intention was behind it so i I don't have that big of a gripe of it my bigger gripe with that whole reveal is there's no way that many people can be quiet right for that long right you know we've all been to surprise parties there's one drunk asshole who thinks they're being quiet that makes a considerable b- bit of noise. Right. Or they just just general movement noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, again, yeah. all our listeners and us have been to a surprise party. There is always one. Right. It, that, that part just bothers me. And, and it's, equally speaking, you know, she's trying to break him out and that motherfucker is loud. Han... When he comes out of the carbonite, it is so loud. Well, he can't really help it, but yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, you can't help but be like, these motherfuckers are going to get caught. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it being Luke's plan, the whole part of it is like, hey, go do all this stuff, and each of the stages work successfully, I won't have to do anything. But I'm going to plan on you fail, all failing. That, right. like, that's whole Luke's whole plan. It's like, yeah, you're all going to fail, but I just need to get into positions. Well, I mean, does does do we have this theory, you know, that he's got the Doctor Strange time vision? Where he saw all the outcomes and said, okay, this is the one we're going with? Well, he doesn't even need to have Doctor Strange's visions. He has the Force. You know, he doesn't need the Eye of Agamotto. Right. Mm. So, um, another bad for me, and it's already been mentioned, this movie basically is A New Hope again, but turned up Spinal Tap style to 11. To 11. 
It, this movie, it goes to 11. Now, granted, the space battle sequence is a whole lot better. Yeah. You get more action, you know, the ground battles and all that jazz. However, it is just another Death Star. And it is the beginning of that trend where, don't worry, we can always just add another super super weapon. Whereas the prequels, there were no super weapons. Right. And then we get to the sequel trilogy and we've had a Death Star, you know... Star Killer base, yes. Yeah, but it's 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 a planet sized Death Star. Yeah. Not a moon. It's a planet. Yeah. And we're gonna get to the final movie and there's gonna be Death Star weapons again. Yeah. So, um it's just that that, that to me isn't is is a bad where it's like, okay, we can do this, but we can do it so much better because look at how much better we've gotten with the technology. They still right. pushed pushed the what they've learned so far to an extreme. Oh, yeah. And created new um, special effects techniques, which yeah. is what the pinnacle of Star Wars has always been, was um, mythological storytelling for kids, serialization, but while pushing the bounds of technology. Yeah. Um, so that's, that, that's, that's just, I don't know if it's a bad as it is a gripe. That it's just, it's pretty much it's just a remake. Right. Uh, one thing I think was in the bad, and it's it's a minor one, is when Luke cuts off Vader's hand. Mm-hmm. He has this like pain reaction. You're like, that's that's um, n- no. Um, but that fits within the universe because, like at the end of Empire, when Luke gets his prosthetic hand on and he's testing it, poking it, he goes, "Ow!" because they have yeah. sensory organs, you know, that it's conne- yeah. it's all connected. And so it would work, you would think a mechanical limb would work better if you could actually feel. Now, you think that's counterintuitive because you're like, no, no, I want this motherfucker to crush shit and not be able to sense anything. But let's even skip to another sci-fi movie of Terminator 1 and 2. Terminator 2, when John Connor's talking to Arnold, he goes... I have I have sensory inputs. The the uh, I forget the actual quote, but he goes, but the data could be described as pain. It just doesn't affect me. It, I choose right. to not let it affect me. It's right. You know, it's it's data with the skin grafts and the emotion right. trip turned on in first contact. You know, I'm reaching. I'm not reaching. I'm saying there is multiple sources where this is instances where this could be. Also explain not just in the in the movies but in other sci-fi movies with mechanical stuff. All right then. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's there. It's there. Just whether or not we want to choose to call back on it. Fair. Uh, Leia getting shot in the arm. I don't know. It was a silly way to get her on the ground. I don't... <laughs> I think there's something more creepy about that scene, and it's bad about that scene, and it's not Leia getting shot in the arm. It's Harrison Ford getting to cop a feel on Carrie Fisher's boob, because when he goes to push her, he clearly grabs the boob and pushes and cups her. It's just kind of like, I see what you did there. Not cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um... I don't know if I have any other 
I have a lot of goods, even with all my gripes and uglies. Yeah. Um, the only other bad I would say is that in it, this all hinges on whether or not you've seen the Blu-rays. We got to the deleted scenes. There is a lot more film they did of pilots and of alien pilots and of female pilots that they did not. They chose to just cut out and not right. use. And one of the female pilots actually makes it into the movie as an A-wing. They dubbed her with a man's voice. And it's just like, why? Right. But then again, this is not specifically in the movie. You don't really know this unless you've seen the supplemental material. So I don't know if I can actually hold it against the movie so much. But, um, oh, but along those lines... Uh, when they're in the briefing session on the home one, um, General Maydean's beard is so fucking fake. Oh. It's so clearly fake. It looks so bad. And the actor himself, his delivery is just, I mean, people criticize Hayden Christensen for being wooden, even though he was directed to act that way. Right. Crix Maydean is just fucking awful. So awful. To go along with that awful beard. <laughs> Not to mention... I mean, the wig... Eh. But yeah. Just give all his lines to Akbar. Just keep it with Akbar. It's a trap. That's, that line's only lost its luster because of the untold number, the incalculable number of memes that yes. it has generated in today's society. I, You know, it's funny. I was rewatching it. I remember... I think this has to do, specifically speaking, towards the problem with stuff that wasn't shot in high definition and then watching it in high definition. Akbar's hands and arms. Oh. The rubbery grossness of that. Because it's prosthetics. And again, shot in what you would have seen in film back then, it looks really good. Now, ooh. Which is another reason why I'm sort of excited and sort of not excited for the 4K restoration and renderings of these. Right? Oh, it'll be a lot like what happened when we watched... Um, motion Picture. Motion Picture. I think this it, it may be slightly different. Um, yeah. Because they've taken years to work on these. Right. And I don't think they're done working on them. And I don't think you're going to get them in 4K until... After Revenge of the uh, Rise of Skywalker, excuse me, is out. Revenge of the Sith is out. Too many huh? R's. Too many R's. Okay. R. Uh, I think Rise of Skywalker is going to come out in theaters, and then we'll get a solo film release. So we all have to buy that, right. and then the following Christmas, they'll do the giant Star Wars saga box set in 4K. All 14 films. 15. Eleven. Eleven. You, you yes. add Solo and Rogue One in there? I, was, I added some extra movies for some reason. And maybe they won't add Solo and Rogue One because Solo's had a 4K release, but Rogue I, One didn't get a 4K I release. I think Rogue One fits more as a piece of that story than Solo does. I think Solo fits better having having when you have The Force Awakens. You can see his character arc more clearly. And we'll get to that when we do Force Awakens. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But I think from the from thinking of a direct approach of the Skywalker saga, 
to me, Rogue One fits in there really nicely because it's the bridge. Yeah, but I think Solo fits in there nicely as well because of the prominence of the Han Solo character and his, if if he didn't knock up Leia, he wouldn't get Kylo. So there's more, you have to get, you, you know, it's the inclusion of his character getting to where he needed to be. Yeah, but to me, it's more of a, and I'm going to eat my words on saying this, it's more of an origin story than we get for anybody else, except for Anakin. We have an origin story for Luke and Leia. They're all origin stories. But they don't get their own fucking film about it. You could argue that A New Hope is nothing but the origin story of Luke and Leia coming together. You saw their birth in episode 3 and where they came from. And then you saw how they came to their position in in the rebellion. It's... It's... Mm, yes. If you had none of the prequels... Well, if you if you didn't have the prequels and you were just watching A New Hope, A New Hope would be Luke's origin story. How did he, be, how did he come from farm boy to on the path to Jedi? It's his fucking origin story. It's fucking Iron Man 1. Ooh, that's a stretch. No, because look, Tony Stark, Tony Stark has a huge backstory before you even see him in Iron Man 1. And how does he become Iron Man? You get the origin story. That's The character had a life before the movie, but that doesn't really matter because it's what you're seeing there and what catapults him on his path. What's the beginning of the hero's journey? That's an origin story. That is not a stretch. That is Joseph Campbell Storytelling 101. Hmm. You can I, I disagree. Will, I'm you not saying okay. I'm not gonna say that you don't get Luke's origin story, but I think within the film set you have this theory of more established character sets than what you get with Solo. Mm, I disagree. That's fine. You can be wrong. Yes, yes, and the audience can agree with me, and it'll be great and glorious. They'd actually have to respond for that. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm visualizing them all just nodding with their earbuds in. Yes. Yes, nodding that Mills is not wrong. Yeah. No, no. It's the nodding like, yes, Berg, you are right. And that Mills is is an idiot. Well, there's no argument that I'm an idiot. There's <laughs> a different concept of whether or not I'm right or wrong. Yeah. And, and at the same time, they're like, yeah, dude, but you're also an asshole, Berg. So, yes, we're all, we're yeah, all right it's, it's and all... moving on. Okay. So, let's get to some goods. Let's get to some goods. Um... Well, I'll start off with the easiest one. The Luke-Anakin-Darth Vader confrontation and resolution. Which begins on Andor on the bridge where on the on the platform. Yes. Um, their dialogue together is, is really good. And it really... Before that, you... I don't ever see... Like, until that point, you're not... I'm never convinced that there's conflict within Darth Vader... That Anakin still exists and that there's conflict. Uh, because everything in Empire is about him. There's no conflict. It's you come with me. Right. We'll destroy the Emperor and we'll rule the galaxy. We'll right. be a family, but we're going to fucking dominate. And right. there's no... There's nothing in that. You know, because the original script for Return of the Jedi was drastically different. You know. Um, <laughs> and there was other things that happened outside of the Star Wars universe that changed a lot of things. 
Uh, you know, because Han Solo was supposed to die on Tatooine. He was never supposed to leave Tatooine. Right. You know, there was supposed to be a whole lot different. You know, Leia so what, wasn't his sister. There was right. there was supposed to be another an other that you never saw. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> Yoda and Obi Wan were supposed to come back into corporeal form and help fight the Emperor. That would have been fun. There was supposed to be a whole lot more. You know. Um, but it wasn't until you get to the platform scene and you hear the dialogue that, yes, there may be conflict and good within Anakin left. And then I think that going on to their Death Star fight, the banter back and forth right. is is pretty cool. And I, I do like the Blu-ray editions of Vader saying no. And it's almost the same dialogue of when he first becomes vader and steps off the platform and has his frankenstein moment that everybody yeah. hates it's the i love that moment so many people hate that moment i love that um but that no is as a similar no it's much more it's much more downplayed it's less no it's more no like it's really right good. i really enjoy it i really enjoy that what's one of your good sir sir alec guinness yeah. He continues to just be a standout actor in a sea of wooden dialogue. I would I would say that this movie doesn't have I I I think this has prime examples of wooden dialogue and I think it has other prime examples of fantastic dialogue. Agreed. Uh made all the better by quality actors. Agreed. Mm. Although I do wish there was a hello phone, uh, a line that was left in the movie where Obi Wan is talking to Luke on Dagobah, and he's like, uh, and he talks about why, where he hid Luke and why and everything in the separation of the twins, and uh, Obi Wan goes, so I decided that you would be safest with my brother Owen, and that ori- originally Owen Lars was supposed to be Obi Wan's brother. brother. And um, they were supposed to have that kind of familial connection. There was supposed to be more to yeah, it. It should have been Uncle Ben as opposed to Old Ben. Pretty much. And yeah. then that that also helps yeah. explain kind of Owen's kind of like, that was just crazy old man. Like, just like, nope. Yeah. Nope. Yep. That's my, that's my crazy brother who yeah. likes to live out on his own and eat mushrooms, you know. Huh. Magic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought they still could have used, and I, I, I thought they would actually have done that in the prequels, was that the Skywalker-Kenobi families were much more closer than what was known. Right. And that they might have filmed that scene, and once the prequels were out, they would have re-added that scene back in. Plausible, but they didn't. They didn't, I know. But, um, yes, I, I love how people nowadays complain about Yoda... Bringing, getting lightning to strike or hitting Luke with his staff as a as a as a force ghost, and you're like, did did y'all not see Obi Wan in Return of the Jedi sit on a log, right? Like, literally sit on a log. Did you, y'all not see that? Like, he interacts. He actually also moves around a tree limb. He doesn't move with his hand, but he ducks yeah. so he doesn't hit something. Yeah, and you could you could then try to rationalize it. Oh well, it's a sculpted technology at the time. Bullshit. You could have had him appear before. He didn't need to sit down. He could have just stood there. Like he was standing there in Empire. Like he right. was, like 
Don't give me that crap. I don't want to hear any of it. Don't give me that crap. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with a lot of that. Um, I think that argument, though, of like the force is everything, mm-hmm. right? And it is. So you know, if a force ghost is one with the force, then doing things like hitting people with a force stick and creating lightning is not exactly a stretch to me. No, it, it's not. But to the people that think it is, is a little ridiculous in my estimation. But, yeah. It's not how the force works. Well, everybody likes to think they know how the force works. But guess what? In every movie, they introduce something new that the force can do. The force works in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. I'm one with the force and the force is one with me. Yes. Yes. Um... What else? Ooh, it's it's a good and it's a bad. Yeah. Um, the 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 final space battle, you get to see a lot of ships move in, and it's awesome. And you get to see the B wing, but the bad part about it is you never get to see the B wing in action. You just see it. You just see it like swoop by once, but it's such a great craft. But they couldn't actually make it work, so you never got to really see it. Uh, in actual action, you just got X-Wings, Y-Wings, and A-Wings, and the Millennium Falcon. Yes. Yes. Another good of mine? Billy fucking D. Williams. He is so goddamn smooth in that whole movie. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad he found his own clothes again. Right? Yeah. (laughs) General Calrissian? It's not the... It's not the end of Empire where, well, I'm wearing Han's clothes because I don't really have any of my own because I left them back at the city. You're like, right. cool, you got it. But if Billy D is such, if Lando is such a known person throughout the galaxy, how does one helmet make a simple disguise in Jabba's palace and nobody recognizes him? Like, right. Hey, I think that dude stiffed me at cards. <laughs> right. <know>? Like, <laughs> is that Lando? Yeah, but, but Billy D is... Is is nice and silky smooth. Oh yeah. Don't want him to crack a Colt forty five when he's flying by. <laughs> Just give hand time. Hand. That always cracks me up. Is that he always like everybody pronounces it one way, and then Billy D's got his own way, and they just fucking let him run with it. Well, and that's what another reason why I love Solo because, you know, Han goes. It's actually it's Han. Okay, Han. Right. And he, the, just the snarkiness of that, like, no, 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 I have my own way of doing things. Right, and that's, <laughs> and just the, the interaction that they have when, you know, Solo lets, lets him use the Falcon in the line. That's why I have this feeling, like I'm never going to see her again. Well, there was, that's an illusion, that's one version of the script alluding to the original version of the script where... The Falcon was not supposed to make it out of the Death Star. Right. It was supposed to blow up. And instead it just lost a radar dish. Yeah. Which all <laughs> which makes me think of um, the Mark Wahlberg, Will Ferrell movie, The Other Guys. Where they're walking towards the uh, insurance shop and it explodes. <laughs> and Will Ferrell's like 
makes me think of the end of Star Wars when the Millennium Falcon's escaping the Death Star and it blows up. It's total bullshit. Nothing like that happens. There's no way I don't have soft tissue damage from the concussive force. And Mark Wahlberg's like, don't you dare talk bad about Star Wars. That movie's perfect. And it's just like, okay, the fact that you're calling it Star Wars as the trilogy as a whole, perfect. But just the whole thing about it just makes me laugh. Oh, yeah. And if it wasn't for Wedge, the Death Star wouldn't have blown up because he was the one who destroyed the power regulator. Good job, Wedge. Mm Mm-hmm. Too bad he died. No, he didn't. thought he was the one who got caught by the blast. No, Wedge destroyed the power regulator and was out of the Death Star before the Millennium Falcon. Uh, okay. The ones who got caught in the blast of the Death Star were TIE Fighters. If you say so. Yes. All the Rebel ships were out at that point. Which, by the way, is it me or is it really convenient that that corridor was spaceship-sized? Well, I mean, if you if you think like construction-wise, there had to be construction tug ships that were able to get in and out of where it needed to go. Uh, yeah, I suppose. You know, just just saying. It's convenient. And, you know, it wasn't finished yet, so... You know, lots of vulnerabilities when it's unfinished. Yeah. But think- they were smart enough this time... That, uh, unlike Krennic, was, let's get the laser working first, and then we can figure out the rest of the shit. Right. <laughs> Whereas before it was, yeah, let's build the whole thing, we'll do the laser last. Now, kind of helps that they already knew how everything worked this time, and didn't have to go through the trial and error process. Minor detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of kyber crystal. That's a whole separate conversation. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait till the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um... Uh, more goods. More goods. Uh, John Williams. Of course. I know it, it goes without saying, but we have to still say it. Yes. Um, and especially, one of your bads, your ugly, I love the the, mon- the the victory score montage she did for the special edition when they changed the ending. Right. I love that score. That replaced Yevnup that everybody still loves. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like this did a good job. I like the way they wrote in the overconfidence of the emperor. Yeah. You know, they made him conniving, but short-sighted. Well, Well, not short-sighted is the wrong word, but overconfident. I, I, I like to think it as... He had so much successes in predicting and seeing all the versions of the future to see which one was actually going to come out in his benefit. But I don't think he ever foresaw Vader betraying him at that point because he was... Or the fact that he still had love for his son. I I I think that's like the moral of the story is that love can undo evil. You don't have to like it. I, I'm not arguing that point. I, I'm just... <sighs> Too cookie cutter for you? Well, I guess if the Beatles said it right. Love's all you need. Um, All you need is love. <laughs> and the Beatles were wrong. <laughs> it's true. Um, You also need the right set of circumstances. <laughs> 
Well, suffice it to say, love is not sufficient. It's necessary, but not sufficient. Yes. Anyways, that got, uh, took a weird turn. Um, the scene between Luke and Leia on Tatooine is really good. It's a little creepy, but it's really good. How is it creepy? Just the, the very... It starts out almost romantic. I don't even know. To me, it doesn't feel romantic at all. It seems very much... I mean, there's a lot of discrepancies in that scene, which were not really answered later. And you've had to have answered in supplemental materials, which most people haven't read. So it still is incongruous with uh, the story that were presented having known the prequels. Um, to me, it seems very intuitive and much more like twin creepy, not romantic creepy, because I think twins are creepy. Okay. But much more like we can finish each other's sentences. It's because we're already bonded, but that doesn't mean in a romantic way. It's much more of a familial love way. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't feel creepy to me. Yeah. It just seems story inadequate. And yes, the prequels came afterwards, so uh, that's a failing of the writing and direction. Right. Um, it just seems too too quick of a thing to. But it's well acted. Yeah, it's it's a well acted scene. Is why I have it on my goods. Okay. Um, and then. The just Han coming and be like, "What did I miss?" Yeah. Like that's not really how we said, but you know, it's kind of the 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 creep factor of like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" I like the jealous factor from Han, where it's like, "Well, you you could tell Luke is that who you could tell?" Yeah, sure. And then he's just like, "Ah, oh, fuck! I just put my foot in my mouth again." Right type type thing. Um, I I like the hint at Leia's force sensitivity at the end of the Endor's scenes mm-hmm. where she's like you know Han's like Luke I don't think Luke was on that station and she's like he wasn't I could feel it I could and feel he's just it. like okay I don't I don't have all the information so I'm just gonna tap out here and she's like no 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 oh oh I'm still gonna get lucky tonight you know Han Solo as much as people love that character it's kind of creepy he's a total dirtbag yeah I mean he's he is a scruffy nerf herder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really have too many more goods. It would just seem like rehashing. Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, growing up, I could see why my brother and my cousins, this was all their favorite go-to one to watch. It is very much more the quick-paced, action-oriented one. And it is definitely well-paced. Um, but still, you know, Empire, even as a kid, was always my favorite. I felt like it was much more personal story and it had to be and yeah. this one's much more broad i mean it, as an adult looking back han solo should have died on tattooing because he really had nothing to do right i mean he really didn't even service the plot he was just there right you know um because originally in the original script when han died it was supposed to be wedge that led the the ground assault Right. Or was it Lando? I don't remember. One of them was supposed to lead the ground assault. The other was supposed to have a bigger role in space. Yeah. Right. One of the things I think about, like, just kind of a plot flaw. I mean, that the, the, there's not tons in Star Wars as a whole. Um, you know, 
you see uh, as they blow up the Tatooine shield generator, this massive antenna array, which is actually the one transmitting the shield. And they kind of go, why go to the whole trouble of blowing up the whole facility? When really all you needed to knock out was the array, which you probably could have snuck onto. I mean, maybe, but we, we did have earlier scenes of the garrisons that were there, the walkers that were there. Yeah. You know, they were trying to sneak in the back door. I mean, they originally were going to go just blow up the, the antenna and the platform, but they couldn't get to it. They're like, oh, we'll go the back door. And Why is there always a back door? Because the Imperial designers are arrogant and don't think that there's a threat from indigenous personnel. Fair. Yeah. So let's get to rankings. All right. Uh, for me, this will probably surprise you. It right. may not. I don't know. Uh, still topping my list is Rogue One. Okay. Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Episode 3. Okay. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. A New Hope. Solo. Episode 1. And Episode 2. Okay, so my rankings are 5, 4, 3, Rogue One, Return of the Jedi, Solo, Episode 1, Episode 2. So Return of the Jedi ranks that low for you, huh? Yeah. I feel like you had more negative things to say about A New Hope. No, I I don't think I did. There's... um. A New Hope still gets a high ranking for me because of its originality, its revolutionary status, and it is the introduction. You wouldn't have anything without the rest of it. It's not like when you judge like the motion picture as a movie because you already have three seasons of the original series and a, two quote-unquote seasons of the animated series. Before you even got to that, so you had much more. You had a much yeah. greater introduction, and that you could actually see the failing of that movie, and that's why you can still like take that movie out and rank it so low because there is a breadth of stuff before it. Whereas I think A New Hope, you know, unless you're rating the influences of it, and you're going to Hidden Fortress, Seven Samurai, old some of the old old West Clint right. Eastwood flicks and stuff like that, or John Wayne flicks. Um, and old World War Two flicks, and then you 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 saying, well, that's the basis, and that drops it down. No, Star Wars is always going to be a New Hope, especially will always oh, yeah. be this pinnacle of stuff, yeah. um, and that's why it still ranks as number two. And even when we get to the sequel trilogy, spoiler alert, nothing will dethrone my top two. Okay. Yeah, but the rest of it will shake up accordingly, and people may be surprised at how how low or how high I rank certain things. Well, the good news is there's still new movies coming out. One so far. Yeah. Beyond that, we just have dates but no pictures. Hey! Although it's going to be interesting to how you rank things, because, you know, if we were to rank the Clone Wars animated movie, which preceded... The uh, the TV series that would easily rank below Attack of the Clones and be the worst Star Wars film ever. Um, because Ooh, no, hold on, the worst Star Wars film ever 
was a made-for-TV movie, the Star Wars Christmas special. That's not a movie. Those are vignettes. Eh. It's not a cohesive movie. It's not a cohesive story. You but, can't... You, it did not go. You, it did not go to cinemas. It was only on TV, which is why I we're did not. Say it was made for TV movie, but it wasn't a TV movie. It was a TV special. A TV movie would be if we were ranking the two Ewok TV movies, which actually debuted in cinemas in foreign markets. Huh. So learned something new today that I didn't care about before. And I don't care about now. Yeah. Well, that's all we have. We'll be back uh, soon with a regular episode. Uh, there'll be a new short tricks coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, and then by the end of the month, we will be doing Force Awakens. Right? Right. I mean, we got Force Awakens, The Mandalorian. Yeah. The Mandalorian comes out in under two weeks. Um, there's a, there's a lot of stuff coming down the pike. We've got a, a very fun couple months ahead of us. Yeah, and as soon as we're done with that, then Picard starts, and it's just... When's, uh, remind me when, um, the Galaxy Quest thing is? November 26th. Got that coming up. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of shit coming. We're gonna be busy, so... Yes. As long as I can stay up to date on getting the recordings, I'm not too busy. Yes. What? No. You have a, you have a, you have a handout, like, you want to say something. Is that off the air? Okay. Uh, as always, I'm Berg. I'm the General. Thanks for stopping by.